Thanks for tuning in to the Change Church Podcast. We believe change is more than a church. It's a culture. And we are living out our purpose so that others can find theirs. We hope that this message encourages and inspires you. Now, here's Pastor Elijah Hollis. This is a very historical day, not only for change, but for you, for you individually. I believe that God is going to rock you so much today, He's going to free you for some, from some things that have been holding you back. And whether you're aware of it, whether or not, today God's going to shine a light of truth into your life. He's going to shine a light of truth. And we're not even going to recognize you after today. I was reminded how old I am on my birthday. I woke up and I turned 36, y'all. I know some of y'all are like, whatever. That, that feels old. feels very old. I got up, and um, you know you're old when you open up your present, and everything is for keeping you young. It was all skin care and lotions and everything for keeping me young. And my kids, they pointed out to me, Daddy, this is why you need this cream. Can you just smile like this, Daddy? Smile like that. See, see those wrinkles right there, Daddy? That's what they're for. Now, Daddy, do this, do this. I did this. See, Daddy, that right there. That's what the wrinkle cream is for. <laughs> I recognize how old I am. Come on, somebody. How many are, are feeling your age? But God is so good, and I believe that today God's going to do something in you that's going to make you unrecognizable to your family, unrecognizable to the world. You're going to come into your job. You're going to be unrecognizable because of the change that God's going to do in you today. The new garments that God's going to put on you today. Hallelujah. How many are ready? How many are ready to start a war with the enemy's plans? How many are ready to take back this city for Jesus? God's already doing it. Did you know he's already on the move? Did you know that Jesus is already on the move? Did you know that all, all we have to do is step into the motion? Step into the rhythm of God. And if you haven't stepped into the family, let me encourage you. We're launching this thing. We're going hard. We're believing great things for our city. We're, believe, we're already seeing God move. And I want to just honor right now the team that, that has been faithful through this season. Can we just honor those that have served? Man, keeping it going. Keeping it going hard and strong. Man, for Doc and the takeover team. For keeping the next generation plugged into God and who he is through this time. For Lauren and the outreach team. For keeping us serving. Keeping us involved. Can I get a, a bottle of water? That song, man, it was like fire, but it burned every hydration in my body. <laughs> we honor the creative team. Man, Allie and the creative team uh, changed kids with Miss Kirby. Uh, worship with Sean. How many have, have felt the presence of God even at home? Come on. That's so powerful. Thank you, buddy. we honor that. I want to honor the team and say thank you. Thanks for keeping the fire of God lit. In fact, keeping the fire of God burning brighter. Thank you. Thank you for keeping it going, for, for, for pushing through. And I believe this is a time that God is awakening his church to something that is uh, starting a, a revolution, a revival that cannot be stopped. He said over the church of Philadelphia, he said, I am opening a door that no man can shut. He said, I will build my church on a rock, and on this rock, 
it will stand. And none, no, nothing of the enemy's plans can stand against it. Come on, that's the, that's the army that we're a part of. How many are thankful for the victory that Jesus has already given us? That we just simply walk into it. I want to look at Ephesians. If you would turn with me in your Bibles. I feel pretty blessed today. Because I'm, I'm preaching with two mighty men of God in spirit. I got the Bible of my, my pappy, who's with the Lord today. And I got my, my bookmarks from my, my Uncle Doug who's a missionary in Indonesia, mighty men of faith. I'm preaching right alongside of them today. I feel pretty blessed. Ephesians chapter 1, we're going to be looking at chapter 1, verse 3. Now, or, I'm sorry, verse 11. I want to encourage you to read Ephesians chapter 1, 3 through 14. If you just want to write that in your notes, I was going to get into it, but there's just too much, and it's so good, so rich, but I want to get to the context of this uh, the main meat of this scripture. But I encourage you to read that and read it over and over again. Hey, how many want revelation from the word of God? How many don't just want to read it, but you want to get life out of it? Let me encourage you with this. Uh, this, is a, this is a way to get revelation, really simple trick, okay? This is a hack. All you got to do, read it over and over and over and over and over again. Get something that jumps off the page and read it again and again and again. You know what happens? Every time you read it, Holy Spirit shines something new on it. How many know that's true? Come on, you read it over and over, you get in your spirit, and all of a sudden Holy Spirit says, hey, you didn't see that, did you? Oh, you didn't know that yet. That's speaking to your situation right now. Oh, you see that? That's going to deal with this part of you. Because Holy Spirit knows you intricately. He's interceding with you every day. He's groaning with intercession prayer over your life. And it's so good. All right, let's break in. We got Ephesians chapter 1, verse number 11. says, in him we were also chosen. Let me say, I'm chosen. Come on, help me say, say, I'm chosen. We were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything. Got to get that word. Say everything. That's right. The good, the bad, the ugly. Everything. He works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will in order that we who were the first to hope in Christ might be for the praise of his glory. And you also were included in Christ when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, having believed you were marked with him. Everybody say marked. Marked with him, with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are in God's possession to the praise of his glory. Hallelujah. Number one, verse 11. Number one, verse 11. In him we were also chosen. We were also chosen. You got to know that today, that you were chosen by God. This is not an accident. This is not by just an oops. You were chosen by God, predestined to know. Now, don't count yourself out. I know maybe some of you, you're here because someone invited you. Some of you are watching online today. We want to welcome those online. Could you just welcome everybody online right now? Just tell them how amazing they are. Hey, it's amazing to have you. We're praying for you today, releasing God's love. And I believe that the spirit of God that's in here is going to come into your home right now. 
and, and wreck you. I love it. I love how God's love just comes in and he wrecks us in the best way. He makes us better in, in his love and his, and his goodness. But you got to know, you were chosen. You were chosen. And you say, Lige, I, I don't know. Pastor, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't feel chosen. I don't feel chosen. Well, look what he says. He says, you were predestined, right? Predestined. And this is how you know. In verse 13, it says, and you were also included in Christ when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. Now, there's no accident that you are hearing the word of truth today. Isn't that amazing that God cares so much about you that he worked everything in accordance to get you to hear the word of truth? Isn't that amazing that he cares about each individual child? He loves you so deeply. He brought that person into your life to give you that invite to come to a church that's in a warehouse, right? He gave you that invite to watch online. He, he helped you see that stream so you click on it. It's not by accident, my friend. God predestined you. He chose you so he could give you the word of life. Because maybe up until this point, you've only known death. You've only known death. That's the only garment you've worn. You walk around in death because everybody speaks it over you. Your situations speak it over you. How you were raised speak it over you. And so all everywhere you go, your identity is just death. You've never heard it. And God chose you and he said, I want to speak the word of life over you because you're my child. And so he predestined. He got a way to give you the word of truth, the word of the gospel, of the salvation of your soul. But this is the change that, that Paul makes in Ephesians. He says this. He says, yes, you've heard the truth. You've heard the word. But the difference comes when you believe. Everybody say believe. Believe. This is so crucial. And you see this throughout Jesus' ministry. He was always nailing this down. He was always coming back to this. Those who believe. Those who believe. It's one thing to hear. It's a whole other thing to believe it. It's one thing to hear you're a child of God. It's one thing to hear you got purpose. Well, that's good, Pastor. I got purpose. I got identity. It's really good. It's one thing to hear it. It's a whole other thing when you take hold of it and you believe it. When you take hold of it and say, yeah, I am a child of God. I do have power. Paul said that I'm dead to Christ. Christ is in me. Therefore, the Spirit of God, the same sovereign Spirit that was on Jesus, now lives in me. And that same resurrection power. How many are so thankful we don't serve a Jesus that's in the grave still? We don't have to go to a grave site and remember how he lived a good life, but then he died for us. And thank you, Jesus. How many know there's no power in that? There's no power in that. We don't serve a dead Jesus. We serve a God who's alive. We serve a Jesus who's at the right hand of the Father. He's looking out for you. He's sending his Holy Spirit so he can fill us up to be the mighty motion and movement of God. That's what he's doing. He is alive. And maybe some of you, you're hearing this word. You hear it. Maybe you've heard it before. Maybe someone shared the truth of who God is in your life. Maybe you even grew up with this word. But today, I want, here's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about trading the garment of death for the garment of life. I want to talk about trading the, the, the chains of the world for the, the life of Christ. And this doesn't only deal with sin. I want to talk to everybody in this room. Because some of you, maybe you are dealing with sin, and that is the, the weight that you carry. You haven't come and yet been freed by Jesus. Can I tell you that you can do that today? 
Jesus is here to set you free. His main agenda is to get you alive to your purpose, to know who you are in Christ, to come alive and be set free. And his freedom is so much different than the freedom of this world. There's no conditions. There's no contingents. There's no disclaimer or small print. His, his word is final of your life. When you are alive in him, you are truly free. But the difference, the difference is the mark that he places on us. Check this out in, I believe it's verse number 13. He says, and you also were included in Christ when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, having believed, there it is, the belief, when you believed, you were marked. Everybody say it one more time. Say marked. Let me tell you that when you believe in Jesus, when you come into a relationship with him, you are marked by Jesus. Now, what is the marking? We have to know this. The marking is with the seal, right, that comes with the promised Holy Spirit. Now, I, I, wa I want to get this out and let you know that this church believes wholeheartedly that Jesus sent the Holy Spirit to fill us up with power. You got to know that because that's the difference maker. If we're all here just to serve a religion or just to follow some rules or just to be the good people of the world or just to serve people out of the goodness of our heart, it means nothing. It means nothing. Paul even said that. He talked about it. He said, hey, if I have all the, the, I do all the good works and everything, but have no love, I'm nothing. And the love he was talking about is the love of the Father. God is love. When you don't have Christ as the main authority, when you don't have Holy Spirit in your life as the power and authority, it means nothing. And Jesus, here's what he did. He said, hey, there's a bunch of things you can believe in. A bunch of things you can put your life into. A bunch of things you can invest yourself into. He said, but I'm going to mark my people. Come on. Somebody say, I'm marked. I'm marked. I'm set apart. I am chosen by God. And not just to be a people who's like, I'm just going to save these people for myself. No, no, no. He chose us to mark us with a power and authority that we walk everywhere and release the power and authority wherever we go. How many are ready to release that power in your life? I mean, we've been talking in this series, and I encourage you, last week we talked about the great release and how we have an inheritance of love, joy, peace. We have power in our life. In fact, uh, just yesterday, we were uh, doing a photo shoot, me and my daughter, and we were uh, on a daddy date. And so we, we went into this parking garage and parked our car. And on the way into the shoot, uh, we, we were looking for the entrance. We couldn't find the elevator. There's just no signs. We we're like, oh, I don't know where to go. And there's this parking attendant that came out from the nowhere. It was just like a miracle. I was like, you're an angel, man. But he came out. And he's like, hey, let me help you. Let me lead you over here. So we're walking with him. And I'm like, yo, man, how's your day coming? Um, and let, let me encourage you. As a Christ follower who carries an inheritance, let me encourage us as the body of Christ to always look for ways we can release. Don't be so caught up in yourself, you know, places you got to go, things you got to do, that you forget what you have in your hands. Everywhere you go, you have something to release. I was like, hey, man, how you doing? He's like, ah, you know, the days, whatever, you know, man, it's here and there. I said, brother, hey, right now, I said, do you mind if we pray for you? I just want to release joy into your life. I want to release peace into your life. He's like, yeah, I, I mean, that'd be great. So he took off his hat. I don't know, you know, his background and religion and all that stuff, but if he took off his hat, he got all like, like ready, you know, he's like ready for the prayer. And so we just prayed over him, prayed the joy of God, and, and the Holy Spirit filled that place. He filled that place. And he's like, man, I needed that. But we have to remember that we are marked in order to release kingdom. 
That's what God spoke over this year. Isn't that incredible? In the middle of a pandemic, that God spoke kingdom come. Why? Not, not the fact of, oh, yes, the church is going to do the biggest gathering it's ever done, and, and God's just going to release his great anointing. No, no, no. The great awakening, the kingdom come, comes when we come alive. It comes when you catch it, when you catch fire, when you catch the fire of the Holy Spirit in you, and you are marked. Everybody say, I'm marked. Come on. You are marked for this. This word was uh, uh, spoken over the Gentiles because the Gentiles were finally coming into a place where they had purpose in God. Up until that point, it was only the Israelites. Only the Israelites were the chosen people of God who had the Spirit of God on them. But when Jesus came, he broke all things down. All people get him now. And when they accept Jesus, when they believe in the word, he marks them with the Holy Spirit. Come on. God gives us a seal. When a king seals a letter, he puts his approval on it. That seal cannot be undone, and that's the seal that's on your life. That's what Jesus marked on you. said, you are my child. And as soon as you say, Jesus, be the Lord of my life, as soon as you accept him as king, he marks you, and he gives you the Holy Spirit. He gives you the Holy Spirit. My kids carry my last name. Anybody else's kids carry their last name? My kids carry their last name. They didn't do anything to earn that. They were just born into our family. And from moment one, we had to put on the birth certificate their last name. And so it was Zion Danger Hollis. And it was Anne Colette Hollis. And they carry that name. Now, that name stays with them everywhere they go. Can I tell you that your name has been written in the Lamb's Book of Life when you come to Jesus, he writes your name down. He says, Elijah Tyrone Hollis. Woo, he's in. Hallelujah. And we got Ashley Cherie Hollis. There we go. It's all in there. When he writes your name down, you are marked with his seal. The king has sealed his approval on you. Uh, in the beginning of this Ephesians, he talks about a people he's, he's bringing to himself to be holy and blameless. Now you might be here and you're like, Okay, that word's definitely not for me. I'm not holy nor blameless. <laughs> and let me encourage you to not count yourself out until you receive the fire of God. Please don't count yourself out until you receive the Holy Spirit because that is the marking. That's the marking. Somebody get this in your spirit. You've got to know because maybe you've been trying to do this Christian walk without the Holy Spirit. Maybe you've been trying to do this with the, the dead garments and you're, you're coming around just with the weight of religion and you're just trying to be good just trying to do the right thing. We're just trying to make it through till Jesus comes. Oh, we're just praying his will, and if it's his will, we'll believe it. But we're just, we're just, we're just pressing through people. And maybe you might be there, and I'm not downing you. I'm just saying, he marked you with power. He marked you with this spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is. Oh, y'all don't even believe it. Freedom. Yeah, freedom. No, no, no. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is. That's right. That's what we carry. Everywhere we go, we give away freedom. Woo! Because he marks us with this Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is what he seals us in. This is what I believe that God's going to do in this room today. He's going to seal you with living for the greater purpose. Maybe some of you aren't living for a purpose. Maybe you're just nine to five, making it work, 
is going through the motions, trying to get that retirement, trying to make it through COVID, trying to make it through the pandemic, being safe. Maybe those of you online, you're, you're just trying to make it through. You're just trying to make it through. Can I tell you that God is sealing you with a life of greater purpose. His disciples, he said, I've appointed you to go. I've appointed you. I've sealed you. I've marked you. I've given you everything you need so you go with purpose, so that you go with a mission. This isn't a church just to come and gather and get comfy and everybody feels good, so we're all good. That's not why we came here. We came to raise up an army of individuals who carry the purpose of God, who are releasing the kingdom everywhere we go. That every place we walk into, we release his kingdom because we're marked. Y'all aren't hearing me. I said we're marked with power. We're marked with power. We're marked with the resurrection life of Jesus. See, it's not, it's not enough that Jesus died. It wasn't enough. There's a lot of great people who have died for a cause. A lot of great religious people who have died for their religion. Can I tell you, that's not what sets Jesus apart, is the fact that he came out of the grave. Hallelujah. And he wants to do that in you today. Number two, what he seals us in. Number one, living for a greater purpose. Number two, a life free of all sin. All sin. All sin. You're like, Pastor, that is crazy talk. Do you mean I'm supposed to be without all sin? That's right. That's right. And this isn't a condemning, this isn't a weight of religion. I'm not going to put weight of religion on you. I'm going to tell you this. When the fire gets in you, sin looks disgusting. When the fire of God burns in your heart, all things of the world grow dim. You can't explain it any other way. I know Christians who have, have spent years, I, I was one of them, spent years trying to get out of sin, out of temptation, out of that life of struggle. And it wasn't until the fire of God burned in me. Once the fire came, all the things of the world burned away. Why? Fire purifies. Fire refines. God is calling a chosen people into a life. He says, come on, let me mark you. How many are ready to get marked today? Come on, how many are ready to receive the Holy Spirit and fire today? That's what he promises his church. He doesn't promise us a gospel to struggle. He doesn't promise us a gospel just to make it through. He said, I'm going to give you everything you need. I'm going to call you to a life of holiness and blamelessness. I'm going to call you to a life of sanctification, to be set apart. But I'm not going to let you do it on your own. I'm going to mark you with garments of life, the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Number three, a life full of fruit. Let me tell you this. A life in Jesus is a life full of fruit. You can't help it but produce fruit. You can't help it but produce joy, peace, love. You can't help it but produce salvation for all that come in your path. Why? Because you're so full of God. He says those that are planted in the streams of life produce fruit. It's just their inheritance. It just comes with the territory because they're planted in Jesus. Number, number five, you get a heart, or four, sorry, you get a heart for the lost. A heart for the lost. Hallelujah. He marks you with this Holy Spirit. He seals you with that. A heart for the lost. Number five, a life of power, flowing in the power of God. And I believe that God is going to do that in you. You're going to see more miracles happen this year than any other year. This season is your season. God's going to use you not only to heal yourself, not only to come into a place of wholeness in yourself, in your mind, in your heart, in your, in your life, so that you can flow, but you're going to release healing on others. Let's go, girl. Hallelujah. A life of power. That's our inheritance. And if you're not feeling that yet, I'm telling you today, you're going to get that power. 
today. How many want it? Come on. See, ha, I woke up on the right side of the bed today. <laughs> I'm sorry if I'm much for some in this room, but I love you so much. And I believe in this church. I believe that God is raising up an army of those who know their power, know their identity. Walk into a room and know when the spirit's wrong, they can change it. They don't walk out and say, that was awkward. No, they walk in and say, how can I shift things here? I'm a part of change, church. I'm a part of power. I'm marked by the, the one who gave life. I'm marked by him. So I have a life of power. And lastly, a hunger for the things of God. That's the things I'm praying over you right now, that God seals in your heart. How many want to be sealed by that today? Come on. You're, you're hungry for the things of God. You're hungry after him. You can't get enough of this word. It used to be boring, but now you can't wait to read it. Now you can't wait to digest it. Now you can't wait to memorize it. Get in your spirit. Hallelujah. The dead things come into life. Hallelujah. All right, we got to look at Romans. We're going to go quickly through a few scriptures here. Romans chapter 8. Chapter 8, verse 11. Romans chapter 8, verse 11. Yo, my eyesight, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Heal it in Jesus' name. <laughs> Forgive me if I need to grab some bifocals after this service. Verse 11 says, and if, everybody say if. That's the big thing right there. If. See, you know a lot of Christians that it's not. But if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, come on somebody, who raised Christ from the dead, will also give life. What will it give? That's right, not death. It will give life to where? Your mortal bodies. What? Some of us, we think, oh yeah, we're going to get that life and power when we get to heaven. I'm just waiting for that day that Jesus takes me, Lord. You're going to take me and I'm going to be in my glorious body. And that's what you're talking about, Lord, the life of Jesus. I'm not going to be whole. I'm not going to be full until I'm with you. And maybe some of you believe that. But can I tell you, it's different. The truth of God is that if the Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you, he gives life to your mortal body here on earth. Woo! Breaking through heaven. Coming to earth. He's coming to you. He's knocking on your door. He knows you. He saw you and he came out when you were a naked baby. And he knew. He said, I'm going to put power on that individual. I'm going to put power on my child. Because that is the kingdom of God. Forcefully advancing is when the children of God get the power. Get the power. Hallelujah. Happy Easter. Woo. Resurrection life lives in us. Romans 6. Romans chapter 6, verse 4. I told you we're going to go quickly through these. I want to get to something. It's so good. Romans chapter 6, verse 4. It says, We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live in a new life. Everybody say new life. New life. That's yours for the taking. It's the new life. And then I want to speak this over your season because maybe some of you are here. You're like, yo, Jesus, I feel a little buried, okay? This season's heavy. This season was hard. I don't know what you've been through. Maybe this season was the hardest season you've ever come through. I mean, it was crazy. 
Uh, people were dropping like flies around you. The, the pandemic was, was freaking everybody out. Maybe you lost your job. Maybe everything fell through. The rug was pulled out from under you. I'm not making light of it. I know life happens. We've been through those seasons where we're like, what the jazz is happening? God, what are you doing? Where are you? And he says, we were buried with Christ. There are seasons where you may feel buried, my friend. But can I tell you that the burial is not in, in vain? Can I tell you that? The burial is not in vain. He says in Romans chapter 8, verse 28, he says, All things, everything works together for my good, for the good of those who love him, who are in him. Can I tell you, when you're in Christ, there is no season that is wasted. You might feel buried, but can I tell you, God is birthing something in you, and things that are buried have to die so that new things can live. There might be some things in you in this season that had to die. They had to die. I know it's hard to take. I get it. But you have to understand the Father's out for your good. He's out for your character. He doesn't care about your comfort. That, when you get to eternity, believe me, you're not going to care about it either. You're going to say, thank you, Jesus, for not caring about my earthly comfort. Thank you, God, for looking past what I thought was so important. Thank you, because that thing had to die. That season had to take that away. I had to be stripped of that. That job, that, that thing, that person, that network, whatever it is, I had to be stripped of it so that new life could be birthed in me. New life. Come on, everybody, say new life. What will your new life look like? Oh, man, when you catch this, when the fire of God fills when you, when you start to wear new garments, what will your life look like? What will God do in you and through you? Doc, I need your help. I want to show them something, all right? I want to show them something today. Because here's what, here's what happens sometimes. This is what happens sometimes in life. We have chains that we wear, and this is the garment. We go to our closet. We're like, hmm, what should I wear today? I got, this is what the pastor talked about, limitless and power and stuff. I don't know what he was saying. I took notes, but somewhere in my journal. <laughs> we got this one. Ooh, storyteller, being a witness. Yep, that's pretty cool. But... You know what? This is what I know. This is what's very comfortable. This is my season. Don't you know I'm in a very hard season? Don't you get it? I'm buried. God is not for me right now. I wish you could see. I wish you could see all the things that have happened to me. I wish you could see. I wish you could see how that person left me. I wish you could see what I did. You don't even know. If I told you, you'd be like, get out of this church right now with the lightning strikes. You'd be like, step away. Step away. Don't give me, because I'm so dirty. I'm so dirty. Oh, Lord, my mind, when I'm by myself, it races to places you would never imagine. And so you put on these chains. I don't know who I am in Christ. I put on the chains. I go back to that sin, or I deal with that, that anxiety. I deal with those things in my life that I put this on. And I even... Even sometimes I put on the weight of religion and say, God, it's too much for me to handle. 
But let's add, let's add another one because that that one looks cool too. It's real blingy. And sometimes it can even look a little blingy, you know? Like, ooh, it's shining. Look at me go. So this is how we walk around, and then we come to church, and we hear the pastor shout about life, resurrection power. <laughs> we kind of roll our eyes inside. Like, bro, you don't know. You have no idea what I'm dealing with. That's not life. That's that's fairy tale stuff. I get it. Yeah, you believe it because it's the word of God and all this. But but you have no idea what I'm wearing. And maybe this is you. Maybe this is you today. Maybe you're in a season where you're so heavy. Maybe maybe even this is the greatest season of your life. But maybe you're not yet walking in the true fullness of who God is. And so you carry around this weight that's unnecessary. This is the life of those who are in the struggle, okay? The struggle is real with the 76ers. The struggle is not real when it comes to Christianity. Can I just release you? The struggle may be real for Philadelphia. We're trying to get our act together. But the Philadelphia has nothing to do with the salvation that God gives us in Jesus and the marking that happens to our life that we can step into a life that is fully free in Jesus. He says, I give you new life. And today, I'm wondering who in this room is ready to drop your chains. How many are ready to drop? Because this is heavy. Oh, my goodness. I didn't know how heavy these were. I can't stay too long in this illustration. How many are ready to drop the chains? Because Jesus says, hey, listen, you might feel like you're buried, but I'm doing something in you. I'm raising you in power. I'm raising you in a new, with a new marking and authority. It's time to drop the chains. Can you just hear the sound? Woo! That's freedom right there. Come on. That's weight being lifted right now. Right now, the Spirit of God is already here. Did you know that he's already doing it without you even knowing? Woo, he's so tricky. He's so tricky. And this is what he does. This is beauty. Because he says, I have new garments for you. Let's get one of those. Just pick one out. Just surprise me, dog. Surprise me. What am I wearing today? Oh, I like that one. Yeah, that's one of my favorites. Thank you. This is from year one of change. And one year anniversary, we've got a limitless jacket. This has a lion on the back. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. See, th this is like the power of Christ when he marks us, right? And we walk around everywhere with our, with our power. And we're like, what you need? I got you. I got you. And we're looking for ways to, to minister. Why? Because we have garments of praise. We have garments of life. We have new life in us. And so we walk around everywhere looking for ways to spread, looking for ways to love, looking for ways to release the kingdom. Why? Because we're not dead anymore. We once carried the chains. And now, can you just put that on? This is what happens. When you become alive in Christ, no, for you. Doc, how dare you try to put those back on me? I'm free over here. Dead man, come out of that grave. See, this is what happens. When you become alive in Christ, all of a sudden now the power and authority, the marking on you, now when you see others with chains, you're like, hey, brother, how can I pray for you today? How can I lift you up? How can I love on you? See, this is what's going to happen in this church. Every one of you is going to be full of fire, full of the marking of the Holy Spirit. The fruit of God is going to be in your life. Though so everywhere you go, you got this power and authority. 
Come on, come on. And you look for ways. You're like, oh, I know. I once carried those. I know that misidentity, the way you look at yourself, I get it. I get it. The way you try to go after God, the way you try to suffer in religion, I get it. I was there. But let me help you. This is how you overcome. This is how we overcome. Right here, I'm stuck on your inner. There you go. This is how. Drop those chains in Jesus' name. Come on, because this is what we do. This is our marking. This is our seal. This is what the king has done in us. Woo! Thank you. He gives us those garments of praise. I guess we should try that one on too, shouldn't we? Yeah, give me that one too. That was good. I want to look at a story. Y'all know the story of Lazarus? That's a good one. See, this one, this one's my new favorite too. This is a, a helm jacker, our business, a storyteller. And I love it because it has double meaning for me. Yes, I'm a storyteller in the creative world, but I'm a storyteller because I tell of what God's done in my life. How many know that the testimony of Jesus is just what you've experienced? Isn't that beautiful? It's what God has done in you. You don't have to get all caught up. I don't know the right answers. Yeah, you do. You know your story. You know what God's done. And when you receive the power of God, you become a storyteller. You become someone who just ministers to everybody saying, this is what God did in me. I once was with the chains, but it's time to drop the chains because I once was there. It's a life of heaviness. It's a life of weariness. It's a life of struggle. But can I tell you that God wants to raise you up? Hold on. We've got to look at this before we're done. Before we're done. Here we go. John chapter 11. Really quickly. Turn with me in John chapter 11. John chapter 11, verse 17. Oh, I love this. This is the story of Lazarus. So we know, if you've heard the story, if you haven't, what happened is they told Jesus, hey, Lazarus is sick. He's about to die. You need to come. Jesus stays in ministry, and then he comes afterwards, and here's where we catch him. He says, on his arrival, Jesus finally shows up. Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for days. Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem, and many Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them in the loss of their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him, but Mary stayed at home. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, put yourself in this book, in this, this role right here, because maybe this is where you feel today. You're like, Lord, if you had been here, Lord, if you had been here during this season, if you had been here during my marriage, if you had been here during that hard season, he would not be dead. How many can relate? God, where were you? Where were you? Man, Jesus has a bigger plan. Let me unveil it today. She says, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now, God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. I want to declare that over this room. Because let me tell you, no matter how dead you feel right now, no matter what season you're coming out of, you will rise again. Today is the day of new life, of new birth, of new beginning. God is doing something in this room to raise you out of the grave, to bring you forth. And he says, Lazarus, come forth. I, I love it because Martha gets caught up. She's caught up. She's like, Lord, if you were here, man, if we get so caught up in the outcome, we miss the perfect plan of Jesus because there's some things we got to go through. There's some things we have to face. 
There's some things we have to be in. Why? Because Jesus wants to show us his power. He wants to show us his authority. He wants to show us resurrection power. And that's what happens when Jesus comes in. He will rise again. Can I tell you today, no matter what you're facing, no matter where you're in, today God wants to give you new life. Are you ready? Are you ready? Come on. I want to unlock a truth for you. See, here's what happens. Quickly, here's my plant. This plant's been through a lot with us. It's been through a lot. Now you got to know something. Plants come to our house to die. But Ashley has made this turnaround, and now she has this green thumb. Now she's keeping things alive. It's amazing. It's amazing. Props to you. But this plant was once dead, if you can, if you can believe that. And it's, it's struggling today. You're not, you're, it's like that kid you take to the doctor. You want him to tell the truth that he's lying on you. He was living. This plant was once dead. And one day we were like, let's just water it. Let's just put, put water in it and see what happens. <laughs> we watered this dead thing in like two days. It like came to life and started sprouting. All this stuff on the bottom started growing. I was like, what? Did you know that when Jesus raises you from the dead, he not only gives you new life and he not only brings you to even, but then he starts producing new things in you, things you didn't even know were there. And you're like, whoa, what was that? He starts producing influence in your life. He starts producing honor all around. He starts producing in you what is going to multiply everywhere you go. And this is what God wants to do in us. Hey, I want to I share a scripture because this is a scripture I grew up on. And I want to share with you today because this is so powerful, this truth in here. Are you ready? Psalm chapter 118, verse 24. Write it down. You're going to want to come back to this. Psalm chapter 118, verse 24. It says this, you know this. You probably know this, you probably heard it. It's on t-shirts and mugs and all that fun stuff. But here it is. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Can I break this down for you? This is a scripture. All this chapter was celebrating the victory of Christ. This is not a scripture that was a thermometer scripture that was reading the temperature of the room. This was not a, a prayer that they were praying, a declaration that they were declaring because God was uh, good at the moment, because the outcome was according to what they knew. This was a scripture that was praising God for the victory that God had done. How many know that you can gain faith for what can be from what has happened? How many know you can look back on your life and see how God moved to get enough faith to stand in this gap right now for what God will do? To stand in that gap for healing. Stand in that gap for finances to come back. Stand in that gap for seeds so you can sow. To be a person of influence and generosity. How many know that God can do that? This was a scripture. This is so powerful because they were saying, Yahweh, Yahweh, you have the victory. You have the victory and you will have the victory. So this is the day the Lord has made. This is a declaration I want you to get in your spirit. Because after today, we don't preach today just for Sunday. That, that, that would be silly if I was just preaching to you to make you feel good for today. I'm preaching to your Monday. I'm preaching to your Tuesday. I'm preaching to your Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Because God needs you to stand up, child of God. God needs you to stand up and know the marking on your life. To say, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you, God, for your freedom. Thank you, God, that I don't wear these chains anymore. 
Come on, if you want that freedom, would you stand your feet right now? Come on, because you stand in a new authority. God wants to mark us today. If you're at home, come on, stand up where you are, in your living room, in your kitchen. Today's the day. We're dropping them chains because no longer are we walking around with the weight of the world. No longer are we walking around with the weight of sin, the weight of misidentity, the things that happened to us in the past, the pain, the shame, all the things. We're laying them down because this is the day the Lord has made. Come on, somebody, help me out. Say hallelujah. Give them the highest praise. Say hallelujah. Come on, give them the highest praise. Say hallelujah. This is a shout of victory because no longer are we carrying these chains. Come on, let's drop these chains in the name of Jesus. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Woo! See, the beautiful thing, the beautiful thing is this. All you have to do is receive the freedom of God. For those of you in this room that you have not yet given your heart to Jesus, I want to lead you in a very simple prayer to say yes to Jesus. If those of you at home, you want to make that decision today, you come into a relationship with Jesus. I want you just to bow your head and close your eyes. If there's those of you in this room that you say, I want to say yes to Jesus today, would you just raise a hand so I can see it right now? I want to pray with you today. Pray with you today. Those of you at home, you want to say yes to Jesus right now, you can push that button. Say yes, there's someone online that wants to pray with you right now. Come on, you say yes to Jesus. If you said yes today, come on, let's pray this prayer together. Say, dear Lord Jesus. Come on, everybody help me out. Say, dear Lord Jesus. Dear Lord Jesus. Come into my heart. Forgive me of my sin. Wash me and cleanse me. Set me free. Jesus, thank you that you died for me. I believe that you are risen from the dead and that you're coming back again for me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. There's the marking. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Give me a passion for the lost, a hunger for the things of God, and a holy boldness to preach the gospel. Come on. I'm saved. Come on, declare this. Say, I'm saved. I'm born again. I'm forgiven. And I'm on my way to heaven because I have Jesus in my heart. Come on, somebody make some noise. There's some chains falling right now. Do you hear it? Do you hear the sound? Chains are falling right now. Come on, lift your hands up. The Spirit of God is here, and He wants to fill you right now with the power of God. He wants to fill you with the Spirit. If you want to receive that, lift both hands up. Hallelujah. God, right now, Holy Spirit, come through this place. I pray that you would fill every person, every person, right now, in the name of Jesus. We thank you, God, for the life that you're speaking over every heart over every person right now receive it in jesus name i thank you that all chains are falling god we declare freedom in this place hallelujah i declare freedom in this place no longer does sin have hold on me no longer does addiction have hold on me no longer does depression have hold on me no longer does cancer have hold on me no longer i declare freedom in jesus name Hallelujah. We release your power, your authority, your spirit right now. You promised it, God. Hallelujah. Just receive right now. Say, Jesus, give me more. Holy Spirit, fill me right now. Come on, make it your prayer. Make it your prayer. Say, Jesus, come. Holy Spirit, fill me. Fill me. Fill me. Fill me. 
Change Church, we believe in doing life together. If you want to connect with us, you can visit us online at thisischange.org or any social media platform at thisischangephl. Thanks for joining us and have an amazing week.